Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Polyglot Perspective Podcast, hosted by me, Taylor. And me, Lily. In today's episode, we're actually going to do stuff a little bit different. Today, it's just me and Taylor. We don't have a guest on, but in this episode, we'll start a new segment called Polyglot Perspective Rants, where me and Taylor will be talking about various topics about language learning together. For today's episode, we're going to be talking about the movement not so perfect study gram. Exactly. So before we get started, we'd really appreciate it if you could take a few seconds to subscribe to our podcast as well as our YouTube channel and leave us a great review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. This would help us out a lot. Another reminder is that all of these podcast episodes will be available on our website, as always, at polyglotperspective.com. So please check them out. Thanks so much. So for today's topic of the episode, we wanted to talk about studygrams. So what exactly is a studygram? And we wanted to talk about the movement specifically, the not-so-perfect studygram movement, a movement that's calling for more realistic studygrams. So first, what exactly is a studygram? Billy, do you want to share your experiences? A studygram is uh, basically an Instagram account and where you share your language learning journey a lot of people like to post their notes and some people like to give different advice about how to go about learning languages for example polyglot perspective with sharing different information and some other people are just more like blog orientated and it's about sharing with the community of language learners and that's why i joined to motivate myself to get better to keep going with language learning yeah, when did you actually create your study gram? When? <laughs> I, um, maybe like two years ago or something. Like I started it all in Spanish because like I just really wanted to get better at speaking. And what about you? Um, It was last year during quarantine. Like honestly, I started Polygon Perspective first, I told you, like as a study gram because I was really interested. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, looking through Instagram. I never really, you know, used Instagram. I don't really post anything on my personal account. And I was just looking through all these like pretty pictures of notes and everything. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. Maybe I could do this. <laughs> so I created Polyglot Perspective initially as like a podcast slash studygram sort of thing. And then it kind of became something different. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. I first started off like that. And I think what you mentioned was really interesting. Like you first started it off entirely in Spanish because I know there's that really big problem of like if you create a studygram in English, I feel like people might only speak to you in English you know, like, rather than the native language or the other language you're trying to learn. That's so true. Like, because I kind of tried to pretend that I didn't speak English, to be (laughs) honest, at first, because I really wanted to practice more of Spanish. So I actually followed a lot of Spanish speakers that wanted to learn Chinese. So I helped them with Chinese and they wouldn't think really about using English with me. I still do that. But I don't know. I just like, um, started utilizing English to like broaden my studygram to be more open to other people, mm-hmm. but <laughs> that's just how it went. Yeah, I think it's really great. Um, yeah, so I started Polygon Perspective that way, and I think studygram is a great way to not only learn languages, you know, and share your progress with learning language and be in a community with people who are also learning languages. You may or may not be learning the same stuff, but you still understand that other people are like have the same journey as you. And like mm-hmm. people from all the way across the world, you never would have met if it hadn't been through Instagram, which I think is really great about social media, you know, and like I met you through um, studying yeah. too. So <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's really great that way. 
Um, so that that was our personal journey. But we wanted to talk about, you know, the whole movement of the not so perfect study gram. So can you kind of explain a little bit about what that is? So first of all, like, what is this not so perfect study gram? It's actually started by, I think, Ugla underscore studygram. I remember scrolling down Instagram and then seeing this, a call to have more realistic studygrams because usually what you see with studygrams, they're like all perfect notes, like they're so pretty and like, wow, <laughs> how they write and wow, they can memorize all of this. They're so smart or like you always see how perfect everyone is like, oh, wow, they can learn the languages so fast. But this actually comes with positives and negatives. Like the positives is like um, you're more motivated to do it, like saying, oh, I want to be like them too. But there's also a flip side, the negative side saying, oh, why can't I be like them? Why is like, why aren't my notes the prettiest? Why am I not speaking the best? Why am I not the fastest? So sometimes the negative side of study grams is it shows only the good parts of learning language Um, it doesn't show how much struggle goes into it and we compare ourselves to other people's best highlights yeah I think that's a really great point you mentioned like um, everyone has you know varying lengths of like imposter syndrome the the fact that they think you know I'm not good enough because you know my notes aren't as pretty or my handwriting isn't as good or you know I'm only A2 um, but I've been studying for the same time as someone who is now like B1 or B2 in a certain language so like exactly. why am I not learning as fast why am I not good as good as learning languages as this other person so I think that that's what you said like definitely makes a lot of sense and that's like one of the downsides of the whole study grant community um, and I think mm-hmm. that um, also this kind of led to seeing people leave the community too like I don't know Mm -hmm. if you've seen but like scrolling through Instagram I've seen a lot of people like throughout the year just being like oh hey guys you know I want to take some time off from this because this is not good for my mental health or because this is taking too much time out of my day and I realized that you know Mm -hmm. I have other priorities to attend to so I decided to go on a hiatus or I decided to completely leave the community um, overall. Yeah, so I think that definitely that does get to people, the whole comparison aspect. And honestly, mm-hmm. like, um, I actually tried to create um, another studygram because I was like, oh, <laughs> I didn't take this. But because um, I was like, Polygon Perspective isn't necessarily a studygram. It's more of like, you know, this whole community um, that yeah. we teach languages and we teach stuff about languages, but it's not like my own personal journey. So I was like, oh, hey, I'd probably, like, create another studygram since I saw your studygram and, like, a bunch of other people's. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it would be nice. It'd probably give me some motivation. I'd probably, you know, spend more time studying languages if I had a studygram. Um, and I created one, like, during the end of last year. And I posted, like, stuff. It went, it went so well for, like, the first few weeks and the first few months. I was like, oh, okay, I got this. Like, my notes are pretty, pretty cute. Like, I got this. And then a few months go on and then, like, all the, I have a bunch of exams piling up and then like I my whole life is super busy and then I just couldn't keep up with it. And on top of that, I think it's just the fact that when you see so many aesthetic studygrams and you're like, hmm, mine, mine does not look like that. My handwriting does not look like that. And you see yourself not like measuring up to other people. I think that really was one of the reasons why I stopped posting. And it was kind of discouraging sometimes to like, I'm not posting. I'm really stressed out with school. And then I just see like my feed full with like people who update like every single day. 
or people who update all the time and they like have the most pretty notes and stuff like that. So I think that that was also pretty detrimental. Yeah, it can be pretty discouraging, like just coming from my personal experience, especially after Instagram's new algorithm, like, oh my gosh. That thing updates the same, but yeah. (laughs) No, it's just like you have to have a lot of saves and comments to be able to even have your content showed. Like I remember I used to get more likes and like views like at a third of my size right now. Like I have 1,100 followers something like that but I used to have other people see my content more and then it feels a little bit unmotivating because like sometimes you're just like oh they're I'm not as good as them like for example me um also you really do have to spend a lot of time with your posts like editing them and have a cute caption maybe edit the photo and it's not like somebody just like takes a picture of their notes like they just fix it around to make it like perfect and that's what I did and it made me not really want to do that also like um I think that when people tend to you know emphasize aesthetics posting frequency and metrics rather than actual progress or enjoyment in the language learning process overall that can be pretty harmful to you know people and their whole mindset of learning languages and it makes it like you said very demotivating for people to even post on Instagram since they're not getting the same results that other people have or um, their studygram isn't as aesthetic as someone else's. And I think an important thing to acknowledge is the fact that at the end of the day, Instagram is still a social media platform, right? So where we're able to see how many followers, likes, comments, shares, some of the account gets, um, which doesn't help the comparison aspect at all, like you were saying. So yeah, even from like a perspective, sometimes it's like, hmm, we're putting in so much work, we're doing so much stuff, but why aren't we getting the results that we want? And I feel like that is Mm -hmm. pretty demotivating because we all went into the community thinking, oh, it's just going to be a really fun time. We're going to be really motivated by everyone. And we weren't necessarily thinking about, you know, all the sort of downsides, potential downsides of the community because it is at the end of the day a social media platform. Yeah, like, honestly, it is just social media and like, there are downfalls with it. And an important thing to remember that like maybe we forget is like we shouldn't try to be like this perfect or like try to be like other people. Like we should try to follow our own ways. And even though some people are doing like advice um, posts on how you should write or like how I study languages oh look at all my stationery all that you don't have to be like that you could just take a picture of your notes unfiltered you can just say a setback maybe you didn't pass something or just it just shows your progress like you don't have to be perfect like for example um Taylor I know you're very ambitious with your projects and you have the newsletters you have the posts you're the director you have the podcast like a lot of people they're like perfectionists even in the study gram community wanting like everything perfect but at the end of the day it's just for us our enjoyment so um even if it's not perfect it just still reflects your journey yeah I think that was so important that you mentioned that because yeah at the end of the day um you need to remember, this goes for everyone, everyone needs to remember why exactly they wanted to create a studygram or why exactly they wanted to be part of this community and why exactly they wanted to learn languages in the first place. 
you know, I mean, I'm sure a lot of us didn't want to like learn a new language so they can get a certain amount of likes or <laughs> that, you know, they could, you know, be shared on all these like platforms and it could be popular. Like that's not the point of learning languages. Right. So I think that even though it is like Instagram is a social media platform, it's really important to remember why you started in the first place, whether that be, oh, I started to learn Chinese because I was interested in TV shows or I started to learn Spanish because I really like Spanish food and I really want to go to the country. Um, whether, whatever reason it may be, I think it's just really important to, you know, go back from the beginning and just rethink and like brainstorm why exactly you wanted to learn in the first place. Cause I think that gives you a lot of motivation for going forward. Like, Hmm, I, I'm not there yet. Right. I've never been to like, let's say I'm learning Spanish. I've never been to Mexico yet. And so I want to learn Spanish so that one day when I go there, I can speak with the natives and stuff like that. That's a lot more important, in my opinion, than, oh, my post didn't get 100 likes today. What am I going to do? You know? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And another thing to remember is a lot of people that like claim to be polyglots, like you say, wow, they speak so many languages or like, wow, they could do all of this at one time not all of them are actually polyglots. Like some people, they just like memorize their phrases or um, they claim that they can learn the language in like a week, 24 hours. Um, This is more seen on YouTube. Yeah. And we can probably talk about that later. But um, yeah, don't just believe everything you see. And sometimes it doesn't really reflect reality so even if you're spending years and years on this language you're still valid so don't try to compare yourself to other people actually if you want to do comparisons it's better to compare yourself to yourself you look at yourself a year ago you look at yourself a month ago say how was my blah blah blah, insert language here (laughs) like for example my spanish like um if i compare it to like a polygot that's been like really good it's like oh wow my spanish sucks but then if i think about oh six months ago i was stuttering or like i couldn't even like really speak but now i could speak now that just makes it even more positive and a better experience so on your study gram or anything you have or just talking to friends just um try to make these positive comparisons like to bring you up to motivate you Yeah, that's important that you mentioned that. And also, I think it's really important to acknowledge the fact that, you know, even though everyone has 24 hours a day, it's how you use those 24 hours, right? So you can't compare yourself. If you're like a full-time student, you have, you know, you're on a sports team and after school you have to work every single day, you don't have that much time to be studying languages versus someone who does have a lot more time studying languages. Maybe that's why they're progressing faster. And everyone has different methods too, right? Maybe they're taking a class or maybe they're studying every single day versus you, you don't have that time to study necessarily an hour every day. Maybe you can only study 15 minutes every single day. So that's kind of why you're not progressing as fast. But I think it's important, like Lily said again, to just um, compare yourself to where you were when you started versus where you are now or even where you were a few weeks ago, right, to where you are right now. It's really important. And also, I think what's also really important is to surround yourself with people in the community who support you, right? Because it's really important. Like I met Lily and I met a lot of people um, who I talk to now through the community as well, which is what I think is a really big highlight of the community is that you can meet people from all the way across the globe, people from maybe in your state as well, so people who are pretty close to you, who you've uh, you, who you never would have met before. 
through the Cedar community. And you guys can both bond and, you know, have little calls um, and talk in the languages and just have a great time. Um, so I think it's really important to surround yourself with people who you know are going to support you in your language learning journey rather than people who, you know, you feel discouraged by because they are at a certain level and you're not. Well said, Taylor. <laughs> and that actually wraps up our conversation for today, our Polygot Perspective Rants, number one. And to end it off, because we wouldn't be Polygot Perspective without some different languages being spoken. <laughs> so for everybody like working that has a study gram or on their journey, um, a word in Chinese, jia is add, yo is oil, jiayou, but that means like, you got this, come on, you can do this. And do you know a Spanish one, how to say it? I do not. It's it's like, animate. Oh, really? It's like the same thing. Animate. Animate. For, mm-hmm. So, jiayou, animate. Bye, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for tuning in.
yeah.